for this week <sighs> that's me that's my excited scream and we're gonna find out why i'm excited in a little while but first let me go down and see if my cousin is as excited as me you know him as cousin mike because he is cousin mike what's up mike hey kp i'm 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 excited for i'm not as nearly as excited as you uh, are but i'm excited i'm, I'm excited, excited. I, like, I like what's going on i'm I like very this. excited oh my god I'm so excited yeah well, uh, well, I well, you know, first of all, before I get into excitement, Mike, well, how was your week? How was your week? It wasn't bad at all. It was uh, it, pretty, pretty typical. Watching this trade deadline stuff, and um, it's been mostly quiet. Yep, trade deadline. World, so getting ready for football, which I'm excited about. Oh. So we have so much to get for before we get to the football. I know a lot of Met fans are looking forward to football. And just, you know, because, you know, we didn't really have a lot to cheer for until, oh, oh, I'm actually at a loss for words for what just happened, transpired uh, just before. But, you know, Mike, I was excited. I'm, you know, I'm so excited to get, get, get started for this week that I actually started listening to, like, our old podcast just to get us all pumped up, right? And I, mm-hmm. think, I think we nailed a lot of stuff. I, I honestly think that we nailed so much stuff, especially last week. We were, hold on. Hold on a second. Wait what, a second. What the hell? Who Wait is this? Who is this? Somebody, hold on a second. Somebody Wait. This window. What is going on? Who is that? Hey, boys. I'm back. Is that? Oh, the, boy. Is that the voice of reason, Tom? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How long, how long have you been on hold? <laughs> I've been listening. I've been oh. on hold every single show. What is going on? That is just a bit outside. Tioga Wellness is Tom. The voice of reason joining us tonight on the podcast. The ultimate troll is back. I've been trolling your entire show. I've been on your recordings your entire show, except for last week. What the hell? What's the matter oh last week? Oh, my God. What? I step away for one one week. What happened last week? What are you talking about? What happened? I thought we nailed everything. Nailed everything. Yeah, you nailed everything like you were. What? An insert stupid carpentry joke here. But I, <laughs> I mean, the Hall of Fame. Now you guys talk about the Hall of Fame without me? Yeah. Why? What do we get wrong in the Hall of Fame? Well, I don't think you got. I mean, let's say I, I don't think you guys got anything wrong. Let's say I mean you guys are wrong. I mean, this there's every but there's everybody has an opinion, right? Yeah. I was going to say I feel a butt coming in. This, cool. this is the lead up to. Uh, it was great. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the, the first of all, the sound quality you all show is fantastic. Thank you. I don't know how that. We happened. definitely stepped the game up. There. I, 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 a little bird told me about how this great recorder for Skype, and I went out and got it. And thank you, little bird, voice of reason, little bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, but I, I, hey, on a serious note, you guys are killing it. Congratulations! I've listened to every single show. Thank you. That you guys have put out. Thank um, you. I'm sorry I've missed out on it and being part of it, but you know, like, like you guys promised before, I'd be back. Yeah. And I listened last week. I'm in, I'm in the car, driving to go pick up my kid from camp, 
and I'm surprised I made it there alive. I almost drove up the freaking road because you guys were talking about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh my God, the stats. Did you guys go to a math class? Take, like, I mean, the stats you guys were throwing out there, it was, it was like statteria. It's like I had statteria all over the car. <laughs> I'm like, there were stats like coming out of like the Bluetooth thing on the car. I was getting a hit. Like uh, the only the only stat that didn't hit me was war because apparently you guys don't know what war is. I don't no, think anybody I does. I can't figure I, that out now. No. Mike, I don't know. I, I don't know. Are we taking abuse right now? I think we did a, a good I did, job. I, I did bring up war at one point you last did. week. You did. On one stat. And I was like, I don't know what it means, but <laughs> I know I know a point two three isn't good. I think no has quote. War is Ellen from Seinfeld. <laughs> Ellen from Seinfeld. Ellen. Who was the who was Ellen, right? Elaine. Elaine. Oh boy. Like, what is it good for? Boom, boom. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. All right. All right. All right. So maybe we went a little too stack crazy, which isn't our forte, at least my forte. But it was the Hall of Fame induction ceremony last week. Mariano, Edgar Martinez. We all know the names that went in. We we didn't agree with Harold Baines. I think, I don't know, maybe is that where we lost you? Because we were losing it on well, the Harold Baines pick? I, I mean, I started off bashing Moose. Yeah, you pretty, did. You were bashing Pretty quick. Yeah, okay, yeah. so let's start there. Mike Mussina. Yeah, the guy played what eighteen years, MLB, right? Something like that. Something like that. Eighteen years. Well, first of all, all these guys have played many years, right? I was gonna say yeah. they were all like almost twenty-year players. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so there's the first thing. I mean, tenure should almost get you into the Hall of Fame to some degree. To some degree. Should get you in a conversation. Right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. I'll, I'll go with that. But these guys too. I mean. Yeah, I mean, maybe these guys weren't World Series MVPs. Some of them didn't win rings. Um, All of them, except for Rivera. Except for Rivera, right. However, but what these guys did for their sport, mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Mussina ran uh, uh, ran kids' youth programs, baseballs, in two different cities, New York and Baltimore. He's still he's, His name is still attached to one of them in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he works with Cal Ripken for the last 15 years in building up the, the tournaments, the teams, the clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked with USA Baseball. Um, he's the one that uh, led the charge to to uh, get baseball back into the Olympics on the behalf of USA. So, I, I mean, I understand the stats aspect of it, and maybe like not all the stats are be there. I mean, not, not all these guys are going to be Mo Rivera and Derek Jeter, but I mean, these guys in the Hall of Fame means more than just the stats. I mean, am I off base or I mean? No, you're not off base. I, I hear what you're saying, but if if it was a good guy Hall of Fame, he'd be in the good guy Hall of Fame. But you know, he's in, he made it in. So Mike and I disagree with it. I understand what you're saying that there's other variables that you know you know maybe we didn't we didn't look at that too hard too too you know too hard. But all right, you're making good points. But uh, Mike, Mike, is, Mike, is he swaying you at all? No, he's not swaying me. <laughs> Not at all, not in the least. But it's Mike Mussina. Listen, again, I'm I'm excited that he does so much for the sport. I think all pro athletes should give back as much as Mike Mussina does for the sport. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of guys whose names we don't know because they're bottom of the roster guys that really contribute and give back to the sport. And right, it doesn't mean they go to the Hall of Fame. Right, and one of the things that's a that driven that's a stat driven thing. It really is. That's why we were so stat focused. Like, how, well, who was it that? Well, neither of the DHs had three thousand career hits. Right. Like, so, oh yeah, your job was to hit the ball. Right. But, but, that's but it, every day. 
football. But was that? But but for their entire career, Edgar Martinez wasn't a DH when he made his major league debut. No, third base. It, it didn't take but, long. Right. Was Harold Harold Baines wasn't either when he made his debut in 1980. No, no. but again, these guys were these guys were everyday players who the large majority of their career mm-hmm. were DHs. And again, right. you wanted to talk about longevity. You had 20 years to get 3,000 hits. Eh, maybe should have gotten it done. <laughs> just maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's just something to think about. I, I, again, they, they were both, you know, I, I, I take nothing away from Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez was an amazing hitter. I missed Harold Baines. I was a little young for Harold Baines. But he only hit, hit the ball. Like, <laughs> do it good. If you're going to go to the Hall of Fame. All right, so right. maybe we screwed up. Maybe we screwed up on, the, on that. But, but no, no, you did. Other than that, yeah. the, 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 the show was flawless. No other mistakes. <laughs> Absolutely flawless. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. You know, we 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 remembered everybody we need to remember. There was there was no there was no no, no glaring mistakes at all. <laughs> I don't think I made no, more mistakes not, than I'm I made even, last year. I'm not year. even going to bring it up. I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not even going to bring up. Well, I know you're talking about. You know, here's the thing. Jose Reyes screwed himself. The reason why he's out of my mind and so many other Mets' mind is because he came back. Oh, he came back and erased, and he erased back. his he erased his good standing with the Mets by coming back and sucking. He did, by the way, if you're into TV, what Will and Grace did. Will and Grace came back. The TV show came back, sucked. No one's gonna remember Will and Grace to be a great TV show because of their second round. There are 10 million 49ers fans saying that about Joe Montana. Do you think he never came back to the 49ers? Chicago Bulls fans saying that about Michael Jordan. No, that's Michael Jordan. We're talking about Jose Reyes. Jordan came back and did well wearing the 45. Jose Reyes sucked wearing number seven, coming back with the Mets, and it erased his good standing. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. 45 Jordan was terrible. No, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. How many rings does 45 Jordan have? Uh, he can't win rings on his own. He didn't come back. He, co- well, he looked, no, he looked no, at a rock room. Scotty Pippen wasn't there. Fans, according to Jordan fans, that's the only thing that <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jose Reyes screwed Jose Reyes. I, I stand behind forgetting about him last week. And I, I love the fact that we named the episode uh, over Kevin Elster. Because Kevin Elster was a real shortstop. Kevin Elster was the real man. And he never came back to the Mets. He, he, he had his couple years. He got the heart of Mike. He, he made Mike a baseball fan and got the hell out of here like he's supposed to do. I stand behind Kevin Elster. And, 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 and let's talk about Mo Rivera. Right? I mean, I was going to bring up a quote. I have a quote here. Go ahead. Quote it. I, I don't know who said it. Maybe you can clear, clear this up. Oh, no. uh, oh, let's no. see. Quote, it's not me. Uh-oh. Oh, God. If he was on the Royals with the same stats, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mariano Rare, is that me? No, no that was, that's Tom's that's me. losing his mind yelling at us via text. <laughs> I had to pull over. I had to pull over into a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot in Waldorf, Maryland and write that because I'm like, I, I was literally was going to drive off the road. I might have been driving down the other side of the road. I might have thought I was – people might have thought I was in England. I mean – So but, if he had the same not, stats as, as a royal, he's not in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. Yeah, I totally disagree with you. Absolutely not. Well, no, I don't. He, let's be specific. He said not a first ballot Hall of Fame. Uh, okay, okay. Hall of Hall of Fame. okay, okay. No, wait, with 100%. I mean, the only reason he's getting <laughs> the, uh, the the cakewalk treatment to the Hall of Fame is because he was on the Yankees. That is it. Derek Jeter is going to get the same treatment. You send your letters to Tom. To Tom. Yep. Your nasty emails, your Facebook posts goes to yep. Tom. Goes to Tom. 
I'll share the feedback. Tom, you have to come back. You have to come back to the next guy uh, podcast group page. Now you have to because you get, we're gonna take we're gonna take a beating for that. You got you got to be at it. Fine to, with me. I'll take I'll take. The you got to come back all day long. Yeah. Also, too, he's one. I I believe the Murray Vera. I think was probably one of the greatest closers of all time. Probably the greatest closer of all time. But Keith, you've said it yourself. The closer role, the saves are just. It's kind of a meaningless stat. It's almost it's almost like the DH of hitting. Of, only, of but only if you're the best to ever do it. And those two guys are the best to ever do it. If you're the best to do to do anything, the best to do anything, the absolute best, you deserve accolades. To do anything. And they are the two bests to do anything. The best DHs? The, he, Edgar Martinez is the best DH of all time. Okay. Myron okay. Rivera is the best closer of all time. So they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame for that reason alone. Right, and I'm not saying they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but I think the attention that Mo Rivera is getting around it, I mean, I mean, come on. He's a good guy, too. Sucked. He's a good guy. He sucked as a starting pitcher, right? Yeah. He sucked as a starting pitcher. Uh-huh. I mean, if I so let's think about my job for a second. If I only went to – if I, I work eight hours a day. Let's say I only go in and I work maybe an hour, maybe 45 <laughs> oh, no. a day. And I do my absolute the, – the best thing that I do. Let's say I'm really good at doing something at, at my bank job, and I just do that one <laughs> thing, and that's all I do. And I come in, I do that for 45 minutes, and uh-huh. then I walk away. You know, buttoning up my buttoning up my coat, going away, and you know, collect my six million dollar per year paycheck. Uh, I do that. Yeah, I can. Do, I could do that for for sixty seven years. <laughs> but if you can't do the whole thing, I mean, like really, a first time one hundred first time ballot one percent unanimous vote Hall of Fame. Come on. <laughs> Right. Yankees fans, you're welcome. <laughs> right, listen, I'm going to piss myself if I don't start, talk about why I'm excited. I am going to piss myself. I'm sorry if that's too much information, but we have to move on. I have to talk about this. I have to talk about this because I'm about to bust. I'm about to bust. Can we talk about it? Let's do it. Right before we had this phone call, and now it's old news when you're listening to the podcast, but it's not old news right now. Marcus Stroman has been traded to the New York Mets for prospects. The absolute opposite of what all you experts and all you fans, and I say that with quotations because I have a little rant about you guys later, were predicting that the Mets were going to give up, that the Mets were going to trade off you know, the, the big players and start looking at the next season. Wrong again. Wrong again, WFAN. Wrong again, all you Met experts. They went out and they got Marcus Stroman. They're making a run for it this year and next because they're only six games out of the wild card. And they only gave up prospects, one being Anthony Kay. And we all we all hired Anthony Kay, who's already had Tommy John. And really, as you Syracuse guys know, didn't have a good start in AAA. So, a double-A stud. A double-A stud. But Marcus Stroman, with his 296 ERA and his New York swagger, is now a New York Met. Mike, go ahead. I'm excited about it because they didn't give uh, – so, yes, they gave, they gave up double-A stud Anthony Kay. Um, I don't think he's been doing all that great in Syracuse from, uh, you know, everybody was real excited about him coming up, and then he got rocked uh, fairly frequently. So, yeah, I'm kind of okay with this. I don't even know who the other guy is. Um, he's a, he, was a tra- he was drafted this year. He's supposed to be a stud, 18-year-old, fireball pitcher. But uh, who cares? Who cares about? I don't care uh, about. Yeah, Oscar. I mean, if if he turns into something good for Toronto, right? Um, I'm I'm happy about. It. I I'd like to see. Listen, Degrom, Syndergaard, and Stroman. 
if the Mets can somehow find a way to make it into the playoffs, which I predicted, strong run at the back half of the season. Mike, you said it. You, I listened to it last night. You said that. That's oh, your bold man. prediction. I, You're sitting this, so this, good. This may have just really helped me lock that in. They jumped over four teams this week. They jumped over four teams this week. They're now sitting I, six games I out of the don't, I want nothing to do with facing a th- the three of the four games I got to win, I got to go up against DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Stroman. That is maybe the best top three in baseball right now. If Syndergaard gets to where he was, DeGrom's been back to the good DeGrom that we liked, mm-hmm. that we re-signed. Mm-hmm. He's getting there. Mm-hmm. This team can really put it together. Don't get comfortable, I, Syndergaard. I think don't get comfortable, I, Syndergaard. I think Syndergaard will be gone before this even airs. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know if you go get Stroman just to get rid of like like you said. If they're making a push, you have the control of Syndergaard. Well, why get rid of him? I'll, what I'll do t- you need? What I'll, else do you need now? I'll tell you why you in a second. I'll, I'll tell you why in a second because I do. I do have. A, I do have an answer for that. But Tom, I know you're usually hard on Met fans. You're usually hard on New Yorkers. Well, what do you think? Of, what do you think about this? What do you think about Marcus? I don't even know if this news made it to you because it's not. I don't think it's national news right now. But Marcus Stroman, Toronto Blue Jays, kind of ace, you know, with his 296 ERA is now in New York Met. What do you think? No, I I, I first read this um, from uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, sent this out, this tweet about six o'clock tonight. So before I went out walking the dogs, I saw this tweet and I was like, so Syndergaard is not going to the Padres, which seemed to be the talk of where he was going to go. Not yet. So then then that pending acquisition of Stroman looked pretty solid, which Mm -hmm. I think is a good move. I mean, is it a move that's going to help him? Uh, help him out this year. I don't know. They got a long way to go. They do. I mean, I think it's going to take more than their, those top three pitchers to get them to where they need to be. I mean, they're going to need some hitting. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's. I think it's good. I, I think it's good news for the for the New York Mets fans at least. Um, what's his name? BWV or VWM? MBB. <laughs> BMW. BMW. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Nice, nice. His job. name is Brody uh, Van Wagenen, and he's he's Brody- making. He's making the baseball GM sweat because he's Brody he's wagging a, the dog is making. He is the future, a man. maverick. He's a maverick. You don't know where he's gonna go. Nobody knows where. BVD BVD BV Dubs doesn't even know where he's gonna go. And Mike, when we talk about the Syndergaard thing, to this morning we woke up and anybody who was like checking their phone like I was looking for trades and all that, there were two pitching uh, prospects out there for people to pick up. Two names being bellied about all throughout baseball. It was Stroman and Syndergaard, and now they're both on the Mets. The Mets just cornered the market. Great. They, they, they took away the competition. Now they can shop Syndergaard for a phenomenal haul. A phenomenal well, that's, haul. That's what I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody's going to give what they're asking for, which is honestly the, fine. If they want, if, Again, they, if, I, if they need pitching this year and they're going for it, they're going to have to. The Twins are going to have to. The Astros are going to have to if they're going for it, if they need that pitcher. Because Stroman's off the, off, off the market. Who's next? Robbie Ray? He's probably going to be a Yankee. Who, who, who else is out there? Who else is out there that's available? So this is a great time to dangle Syndergaard. Yeah, do I want to let him go? No, of course I don't want to let him go. But if can we live without him? Absolutely we can live without him. Plus, Noah Syndergaard has been hurt for the last how many seasons? There's no telling he's not going to be hurt again. We get to pretend that he's hurt. Uh, it's, not, it's not like he's been solid for us throughout the, throughout the time. And now that we have Marcus Stroman, who is a solid number two, number three pitcher, and we already have DeGrom and Vargas. Vargas is still, if he sticks around, he's still pitching good. We know Wheeler's a second-hand pitcher if he sticks around. And Mats, we saw what he did last night, shut out, pull complete game. You take those three games, two against Philly, and I forgot the other one, again, away from Mats. Mats is having a great season. He just his numbers. Everybody with the numbers looks bad because he had those bad two games against Philly, and they were they were like epic bad games. 
that Detroit yeah, is up like ten and twelve runs. It but it's really only skews your ERA. Yeah, it's only one game um, though. It's only one game. You take that out, you should see his numbers. I did it last night. I wish I wrote it down. I didn't. Uh, his numbers are pretty damn good. So the yeah. starting pitch is not the problem. Of course, it's the bullpen. Now you turn Syndergaard into some pieces where maybe you can help out that bullpen, or you move Vargas into the bullpen. Yeah. That's interesting you say that, Keith. So what do you think about the Mets getting rid of Syndergaard for some prospects and maybe one hitter who's maybe on the, the, the sunset of his career, maybe somebody who's uh, you know at first base or maybe even a, you know, that, I mean, do you think they would see Syndergaard, giving away Syndergaard for two prospects and one hitter? Well, definitely not a first baseman. I think he gave Syndergaard away for all prospects at this point. Mets offense time is not that bad. They put up eight today. Conforto's heating up. Uh, J.D. Davis, if he uh, hopefully he gets time, if you can move somebody. Like Mike said last week, you move Frazier somewhere. You get J.D. Davis playing third base. He's got a good stick. McNeil, who went out of the game today with an injury, uh, but it's but it's but it's a minor injury. He's 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 been hitting the cover off the ball. You know he, he's he's doing great. Uh, Rosario's got a hot bat. You know uh, who else we got? We got Cano, um, who's t- heating I would up. Love it if they got a shortstop. Holy cow! So what do so you do with Rosario? What do you do with Rosario? Moving third. Flip him. No, yeah, I think you get rid of him, and you look at. I think the Mets and the Nationals need to talk because there's a guy by the name of Carter Keyboom. Carter Keyboom, sure, they're not going to trade is, with the Nationals, Mets, though. There's no way. Maybe an off-season so. trade, not off-season. Maybe, but the, 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 would you trade Keyboom? He's going to come back to hurt you if, if the Mets do sneak into the wild card. You know, I, I, I maybe the off-season. I can see that happening. It's very rare that the Nationals and the Mets would make a trade. Only thing I can think of is when they traded Ryan Church and Last Things Millage. I can't think of anything else. Maybe there's some pitching. I believe uh, Blevins was involved with the Nationals and Mets, but that's a hard that's a hard midseason thing to do. But I hear what you say, and I like Keyboom. I know exactly who you're talking about. And Mike, I don't know. Rosario's got no range. I'm with you on that. But his stick is pretty damn good. So I'd hate to give up on him. I'd like to see him move to third in the future. But, yeah, I'm with you. We, yeah, we need a shortstop. He, he, he won't be able to throw the ball past the pitchers now. His throwing's – it's his range. His throwing <laughs> his throwing's not horrible. It's his range. His range His range is, his range is suspect at, at best. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, he's, he's hitting 270. He's got 11 home runs. He leads the team in stolen bases. He finally passed uh, uh, Keon Broxton in stolen <laughs> bases. Um, it only took almost, you know – two-thirds of a season for somebody to steal more bases than Keon Broxton. I'm still a little butthurt that Keon Broxton's not on the Mets. Right? I know you like Keon, I know. I did. I know um, you did. Because he was a true outfielder. Right. Who was fast and brought some life and pop, but whatever. It happens. I, I mean, I think um, the Mets really need to build their farm system and their prospects. I mean, I'm looking at the top 100 Not a doubt. They don't right have any now. prospects, yeah. I mean, I'm looking for the New York Mets logo. Ago and I can't find it. <laughs> no, yeah, the, it, there's not. I mean, I, I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, Anthony K was that guy, but now, I mean, he was carrying almost a seven ERA in Anthony seven K. starts. I was high on Anthony K. So I'm, he's like the Bo Rivera of Double A. Oh my God, he was. He, he was with his one forty nine Double A and Double A stud. Uh, yeah. Good for him yeah. though. He's got a better Triple shot in Toronto. Not so much. He's got a better shot of yeah, making it in Toronto. It's, it's going to be less, pre- especially on him, where he, I mean, a Long Island kid. There's a lot of pressure for him coming up in to New yep. York. Yep. And Strowman, Strowman, Strowman has proven he can handle the pressure. He's been, in, he's been, he's been in pressure situations in Toronto. He pitched for, he was the ace of the USA team when they had the World Baseball Classic. He's proved he can handle pressure, and he's a New York swagger kind of kid. This is going to so work. So just came to the first of the in the top 100 prospects right now. That's out on uh, MLB.com. Mm-hmm. The first New York Met prospect. The rank is 84. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Mauricio plays for the Columbia Fireflies. 
So he's like single A. Yeah. (laughs) Single A short season. (laughs) Right. Right. Kids 18 years old. Shortstop. Bring him up. There's your shortstop. Simeon Simeon Woods Richardson. Simeon Woods Richardson. Sounds like a like a country singer. Like a tennis player. I know. (laughs) He's probably gonna turn out to be a a really good pitcher, but who cares? This is great. I love it. I am so happy. And the reason why I'm happy and the reason why I'm so giddy is because all week I've been taking a beating because I've been very positive on the Mets. Um, I don't know, Mike, if you've seen any of my posts on in our Facebook page, but I've, I've been making a lot of posts about how the Mets still have a shot. And they're legitimate. And all, it always gets met with, 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 with negativity and I'm crazies and I'm not living in reality or all that bless. And all, and all you see is whatever I said coming to fruition. Now, there are no such thing as a Met fan. There aren't a lot of Met fans. I'm a Met fan. Mike's a Met fan. But there aren't a lot of Met fans. There are Met followers. And I'll tell you what that means. You guys follow the Mets, but you're not fans. The reason why you're not fans is because every time something goes wrong, the sky is falling. You want to fire the manager in April. You want to give up in July when there's still a heartbeat. You want to just follow any other team. All you want to do is root against other teams and not be your Mets. They suck. They can't do anything right. That is not fandom. You're a follower. You're a Met follower. Become a fan again by showing when they have a heartbeat that there's still some season left. You give up. I, I wrote all your names down. I do not want to see you at the ballpark in October. I will call you out. I do not want to see you with the Let's Go Mets in October. I will call you out. That You guys all gave up. And you, and you got on my case to try to be positive. And that's wrong. You're Met followers. You're not Met fans. You're bringing a tear to my KP. <laughs> that is fantastic. I, couldn't, I could not agree more. How do you give up on your team when it's a heartbeat? If they came out of the gate at the at the, the second half of the season losing, I'd I, I'd be with you. They are eleven and five. Eleven and five since the break. And the five losses, Tom, three of which were by one run. Right. Yeah. Very tough losses out in San Francisco. Very tough losses. The ERA, right. the pitch it the, 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 under this guy that we all made fun of, me included, this old man River, this 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 Regan. Came in on the the ERA under him. They had it on on the program today. Which I want to sort. I think I, it's something like subpar three. The entire team, bullpen included. Yeah. So so right now you have the Nationals and the Cubs sitting in the two wild card spots, and I think the teams that the that the Nats and the Cubs should be very much afraid of are the San Francisco Giants and the New York Mets. Absolutely, and especially Absolutely. with this move tonight, I think that mm-hmm. Davey Martinez. And John and in uh, and uh, Madden in Chicago are going to be losing sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I got I got myself three weeks out of ba- ba- baseball out of watching watching baseball games out of it. If I'm wrong, if the Mets do fall out and they go on a losing streak, I got three more weeks than the rest of you guys because I didn't give up. I enjoy these games. I enjoyed watching the game today. I enjoyed checking in on the score. I enjoy not giving up when there's a heartbeat. I'm going to get three more weeks out of baseball. I'm not I'm not worried about the Giants. I'm not worried about the hockey yet. I'm getting that because I know there's a heartbeat. I know there's a chance. And when if there's a chance for a fan, there should be a chance for a fan or a follower. You're a follower or a fan. Which way are you going to be? What do you think, Mike? I'm with you. I, I, I agree. I, I mean, this is all we needed. This is not all we needed. We need a lot. But the season's not done. And I, I love watching – the, the explosions on Facebook. I, I don't know how many people were really mad just now about Anthony Kay getting traded. Did you see it? It I was think... amazing. It was amazing. I cannot believe it. 
and that's idiots. I can't we're getting it. an ace. I guarantee when people woke up uh, yesterday morning, they had no idea who that guy was. They said, Anthony K, is that Michael K's son? <laughs> 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 but I mean, they, they're so mad about the Mets getting an ace, getting a, a legitimate big league pitcher. Because there's nothing to complain about anymore. Mm. Because they're not fans, they're followers. A fan would, would be excited when you're bringing in a guy like Marcus Stroman. A follower, a follower who, who got hurt by this team because it doesn't match their standards or what they thought or what WFAN and the like have promised them that it doesn't meet that quota, then they're doing it wrong. Well, yeah, the Mets haven't won for years. That's true. They won, they won the World Series not but four years ago. But they haven't won for years, and, and, and they, do, they do have some, some bad luck. Understood. Understood. I get that all. But they're trying things different this year. And they still have a heartbeat. But the fans, or the followers, have jumped ship. And if you try to say anything positive, they tell you you're crazy. They, they, they'll go to the stat sheet when it's convenient. They'll, 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 they'll pull out the teams that they, they want to talk about when it's convenient. But when, 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 when you show that there's six games out of the wild card, Six games out of the wild card, it's over for some reason, for some odd reason. Where if you ask about the Boston Red Sox, who are eight games out of first, it's not over. Someone want to explain that to me? <laughs> Misery loves company, and New York is very crowded. <laughs> it's All right, true. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's, it's true. very true. So, it's but... true. It's true. All right, enough of the Mets, guys. I mean, I'm so giddy. I, I did not. Thank God, my, my, my shorts are still clean, so my shorts are still dry. Yeah, I, I got that out before I, uh, you know, before I had an accident. So I'm very happy about that. But a couple of things I want to talk about is, uh, you know, Mike, we, we talked about this in the, in the weeks, uh, you know, prior about rule changes, and and we we had the stealing first episode. We were talking about that and different ways to the baseballs trying to excite people to the game, bring eyes back to this game. Tom, we were talking a week ago or two weeks ago about the All-Star game and how it did such a low rating, yep. even though it was really, really, really exciting game. It was real fun. The home run derby did a low rating, even though, you know. So how does the, how does baseball get eyes back on the game? And a lot of people think it's to speed the game up and also to neaten the game up. So we want to talk a little bit about something happened this Thursday. We were talking about it was going to happen. It finally did happen. The first ever computerized or the, or the robo-ump Calling balls and strike at the Atlantic League game, Somerset Patriots against the Lancaster Barnstormers. Uh, first for first time, you know, Atlantic League. There they are again. First time ever a robo ump was used. Now, Tom, what do you think about the robo ump? We talked about this back in just a bit outside days. We were talking about when they were when they were just bringing it up. Are you into this or are you a human element type guy that you think don't touch it? Uh, you know, I, I think that. Um... I, I'm going to cop out and say, I don't really care. I mean, uh, whoever's going to, I can tell you, okay, so I'll be honest first. I do like the, the dramatics around an umpire arguing with a manager. Like today at the Nats game, it was Davey Martinez was thrown out in the bottom of the first inning. Adam Eaton and Davey Martinez went because they were arguing balls and strikes. The Nationals went on to win the game 11 to 4. And uh, Brian Dozier was asked after the game if Davey Martinez getting thrown out so early in the game kind of sparked the team. And he was honest. He said, yeah, we like to, you know, our manager was thrown out after, after only five uh, over, over a strike count. After only five outs, yeah, we got motivated. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that aspect of the game. So I'm not going to lie. However, I do agree that having the technology available to make the game a little bit more perfect and a little bit more objective – 
I'm all for that. I mean, I have a, I have a, a sense of, uh, you know, progress and process and I could definitely see that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm on either side of it. I guess I'm more interested to see in how it transpires. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think, Mike? I like it. I mean, I, I agree with Tom. There's nothing better than watching the manager come out and fly off the handle, go high into the right, kicking dirt, throwing base. <laughs> like, I love it. I love that. Um, however, what I love more is seeing good calls made. I'd rather just see them get all the calls right than see a manager explode. I, it it evens up the game. Like, it right. makes it a, a good... Like, you shouldn't have to scout the umpiring crew before the game. Like, oh, this guy's a low ball. Um, like, no, there's a strike zone. It's it, as wide as the plate, and it's from these to letters. Like, that's called literally, the strike zone. It literally like, levels the playing field. Right. It, there's, it's not subjective. There's a box, an imaginary box, that's called the strike zone. If it's not in that box, it's not a strike. Right. It shouldn't be subjective, and it's very – it's always been – extremely subjective oh well he squats down low and he's over the catcher's right shoulder so he's more likely going to call the low outside strike you know good luck getting them calling that low inside strike because he can't see that corner of the plate right like that's ridiculous right it's limiting a pitcher as to what he can throw for a strike so get it right we have the technology now get it right and they've been doing it in tennis. I mean, look at tennis. Tennis went to almost all calls are computerized. I mean, it shows you. I mean, yes, there's lines involved that are physically there, and you can go to a replay and look. Right, but, but it's tough to see a tennis ball hit a line at 112 miles an hour. Sure. You know what I mean? It, yeah. And that's slow. Like right. some of the some of the men's serves get up into the 140 mile an hour range. Right. An ump can't see that. A, a, a tennis ref, whatever they call them in tennis, they can't see that at that speed. But they were I, guessing. I, I did have a conversation with a minor league umpire earlier this week. It, the, it, what was interesting about the conversation was is that he described the strike zone. The strike zone, what we see on TV and what we see sitting in the ballpark mm-hmm. is we see a square or a rectangle. It's mm-hmm. called a rectangle. Okay? But the strike zone, what the umpires are actually trained to do, it's actually a, it's actually a cube. Right? So it's actually four dimensions. It's not just what goes – if we're watching it on TV and we don't see that ball hit that square, then we don't think it's a strike. However, that square has depth and volume to it. I mean, it may come through the strike zone, but it may hit outside that square that we see on TV in a two-dimensional format, but it's actually come through the cube and the volume of the box. Somebody does that. Somebody does that on TV. Somebody has it where it's like a 3D box. ESPN you can has see, it. Is it so you can see the back end where it right. kind of triangles out? Yeah. So you see those backdoor sliders that don't cross at the front of the plate, but then they cut through the back end of the strike zone. Right, and I that's what it. this technology is going to do. This technology is actually using that technology that we've seen on ESPN, and I think there's I want I think MLB uses it. The MLB network uses it as well on some of the replays, but. I mean, that's what this technology is going to use, and it's so much better. I mean, you just you you're just not going to get it. You're just not going to get it wrong, right? Which is fantastic. It's fantastic to hear that you're not going to get it wrong. It's in. It's either a strike or it's not, and there, it it's not subjective anymore. But, one of the things too we have to also think about too is. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we have to think about what, what are the catchers doing these days, too? And, th and this is kind of an argument against it. So the catchers and the game right now, uh, there are scouts that are out there scouting catchers on how they actually frame the ball. Like, like there are, um, well, they there, are there are clinics out there, and I've mm -hmm. seen uh, kids at clinics mm -hmm. and uh, about how to frame the ball, how to frame a pitch when it comes in. This technology will completely remove the catcher from the defensive part of the game and make it a much more offensive position. That's something well, to think and, about. Well, yeah. I remember I grew up, I wanted to be a catcher. I was itty-bitty, so that didn't pan <laughs> out as I got older. Mm -hmm. um, so I would have just gotten mowed down. Just That was back when you could run over catchers, and I would have gotten murdered. <laughs> but I remember my coaches being like, all right, well, when you catch the ball, you got to move it into the, you know, mm -hmm. slide it into the strike zone a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, don't make it obvious, but, you know, if you can pull a half inch, you know, right. to an inch, like, yeah. That's probably where the ump's going to look. And again, we were kids. We were throwing, you know, softballs up there. The ump could see it coming in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like at the pro level where it's 98. No ump can see a pitch at 98 where it's going to cross the plate. Who are we kidding? Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. If they could, they would, they would be in the major leagues. They'd be hitting those things. So, I mean, it, it's definitely going to. I think, no, I think if you bring that technology in, and you're allowed to steal first base, you're going to need a really good defensive catcher. Well, you still need a guy that can stop the ball. But you're still going to have jump ballers up there that are going to throw balls intentionally. You know what I mean? Like Right. Well, finally, finally we get back to gonna... we get back to looking at defense. Like Tom just like you guys just said. You know, what why is this game so against the defense? Why why we push the game we're so against defense. I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about the way the game is 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 advertised. Chicks take the long ball, but we say it every week. You know, there's definitely definitely a live ball. They they definitely want the numbers up. Why are they so afraid with defense? The defense, this the baseball is so unique. When the defense is the only, they control the ball. Defense has the ball. Name another sport that has that besides softball, of course. You know, they that's where maybe we're losing it. Maybe maybe if we uh you know advertise the game more for the defensive side of it, maybe people will be excited about that. You know, and, and I like what you're saying, Mike. You're completely right, 100% right, that, you know, and, and Tom, about, you know, the catchers have to be better. And that's good because we're so far away from worrying about fielding. And we're so getting these guys coming through the system with a big stick and we can live with them at behind the plate when the defensive catchers, the guys that used to have that position because they were so defensive, uh, aren't getting the looks anymore. And you, you lose that. A, a run saved is almost as good as a run earned. So I like the balls and strikes. I like that. And you know me, you guys know me. I'm not into, I hate replay. I'm not a DH fan. I don't like some progressions of the game that I understand are necessary that I don't like. I like this. I like this. Because, you know, it takes a little pressure off the umpire. Oh, how dare I say that? But that's good because now the umpire can focus on other things that he needs to check, that he needs to be on. And also, so we, we do love the arguments, but some of the arguments slow the game down. And some of them are stupid. So at least it ends that. It would have ended this whole savage thing in New York. It would have ended that, although I kind of like that. But I like this. I like the balls and strikes, the robo-ups. I like the stealing first base. I like that they're trying new things. Agreed. 
Right. There was uh, an awkward silence there for a second. Yeah. I didn't know. It's, it, we got Tom back. I didn't know who was going to jump. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Sometimes you need a, we, 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 we can put an ad in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this book just, just in, just crossed my computer. Marcus Stroman has tweeted, New York, big letters, where I was born, where my heart lies, where my family resides. Crazy excited that it's part of my journey. journey. Some things were meant to be at Mets. Hashtag HDMH, whatever the hell that means. Strowman's psyched to be a Met. They, they showed a picture on MLB Network of him as like a, a, a baby crawling in his Mets jacket. Like this means something to him on a different. Did they, did they flip it right to uh, John Tavares uh, asleep in the in the in the, uh, in the Maple Leafs sheets? And, 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 and this just in: one hour ago, Marcus Stroman tweeted, "Toronto, you'll be in my heart forever." Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, you know, I mean, he's got to do that. He's got to do that. Uh-oh. But we. But if he goes back, what happens in like in five years? He goes back. Erased. Erased. Higher. That he's got to do. He's got to do great, or it gets erased. Oh you know me, man. God. Speaking of Toronto, Jose Reyes, you son of a bitch. You left the <laughs> Mets when you won the battery title. Then you signed with the Marlins with this great deal. They didn't even keep you a season before they put you over in Toronto. And we all know Toronto's a Siberia baseball. And then you went to Colorado, and then you came back to the Mets. So I'm happy that I forgot about you last week, Jose. Jose, Jose, Jose is turned into no way, no way, no way. He's <laughs> so mad at him. <laughs> I love I, uh, it's just because you forgot about him last week. I couldn't believe right. that. What the hell? I, I can't believe I, I forgot know, about it's, him. It, I know it's newborn brain. You said it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're 100% I'm not getting, right. not getting a lot of sleep you're, these days. Not getting a lot of sleep. Right. And you're because I'm not getting a lot of sleep, I'm going to transition to the next thing I think that the, the baseball should do. I think baseball should be more lenient on where players go. I don't think there should be many rules about it. I think, uh, I think they should open up the free agency a little more. Because I think Major League Baseball needs to do what the NBA did in the 80s. And they need to stop promoting teams and stop promoting players. I think with the, with the way guys move around, and, and you know, I'm going to preface it by this. The biggest shock of my life. Now, my family, my entire family, most of them, there are there is a Yankee fan, like little tiny spot of my family. Cousin Jimmy, if you're listening, I know you're a Yankee fan. But most of my family are Mets fans. So listen to this, Tom. I show up to a family barbecue. I want to say it was 2000. Oh, let me say it was 2010. I show up. My, my, my cousin's in at his mom and dad's house from Minnesota, right? Happy to see him. Excited to see him. He's upstairs with his, with, with, with his daughter. I believe she was a newborn or she was young at that time. So like, he's going to come down. I'm not going to tell you the cousin's name yet. When he appears down, I'll never forget this. The Met fan cousin of mine, my Met fan cousin, was wearing a Steven Strasburg jersey. Steven Strasburg jersey. Mike, do you remember wearing a Steven Strasburg jersey? Oh I do. God. I do. You, this is why they see Mike's a Met fan, but he was excited for Strasburg. He was excited was for the. When he, when and he, I get it. And I get it because baseball fan they right were there. trying to. That that's what they need to do. Get the players more out there. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little upset by it. But I understand yeah, I it. I, I understand it. I get it. In the NBA, do you guys know 1982 NBA Finals was on tape delay? It wasn't even on live on TV. That's how the NBA was not that popular in 1982. And then guys started, like Magic and Larry uh, Bird started getting you know noticed outside the basketball world. And then Michael Jordan came in and the rest was history. Because the NBA realized that they needed to 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 to, to more focus to focus more 
on individual players instead of teams and regions and stuff like that. MLB needs to do the same. So, Mike, what do you think? Should they let, loosen up the free agency rules a little bit and let players, you know, go to the best spot they possibly can earlier so we can actually get this game more, you know, suitable or enjoyable for the younger crowd? So you're talking about, like, actually changing, like, how long con initial contracts are and yeah. player mm -hmm. control. Yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't – I think that's a good thing. Um, I think it's a good thing for a, lo a lot of reasons. A, you're going to get guys up to pro ball faster, right? That's the the control aspect of it. There's a reason Pete Alon this is Pete Alonso's first year and not his second or third year. It's because the Mets have him under control. The longer they left him in the minors, the mm -hmm. longer they can control him. Now, granted, maybe he wouldn't have been the same Pete Alonso we're seeing now mm -hmm. um, if they would have brought him up a year or two ago. Um, but it, we've been waiting for him for three years. Because the Mets were like, nah, we're, nah, we're good. We're just going to control him for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so deal with it. And we had to wait and wait and wait. And now we finally got him. Letting players move around more freely would, but ML, you know, I don't think it would help. Baseball is terrible for the one, two pro sports that you can actually see the guys' faces. Mm -hmm. They're really bad at marketing their players. Horrible, horrible. Like I know what more football players look like who have to wear a helmet. Mm -hmm. That's than I true. Baseball players. That's a good point. Like. It, it's more on MLB than it is on contracts because I feel like if you let, even if you let him move around, that's not going to get there. Nobody, Mike Trout can walk down the street without being mobbed. Are you kidding me? Outside, yeah, outside major cities or his outside own. Outside of L once he leaves LA, he goes to Minnesota. Yeah, you're 100% right. And Tom, you know, the NHL could use this too. The NHL can use marketing uh, individual players better too. What do you think? What do you do? You think that they they should focus uh, the major league sports, whoever they may be, should focus more on the player than anything else. So uh, you, you mentioned the NHL. The NHL is actually starting to do this. They're actually going to start loosening their free agency rules and uh, their RFAs and limited free agents. They're actually going to start reducing that. I, I believe it's next year. The rule starts where uh, where teams can or and players can start to proactively look and reach out to other teams. Mm -hmm. So I see the NHL becoming more like what the NBA is now mm -hmm. and is coming away from, and then probably sooner than the Major League Baseball. But I do think that Major League Baseball should definitely reconsider these rules and consider some leniency around free agents and having players be a little bit more in control mm -hmm. of what they are actually doing as players, make it a little bit more of an open market, so mm. to speak. Mm. You know, and the example that Mike used of, of Alonso is a really great example, mm -hmm. but I'd take it one step further and say that I think it would actually help grow the sport from the, uh, from the real bottom level. So, I mean, I think it would attract more kids into mm -hmm. the sport and it would pull it would actually pull more kids up into the sport w when you're starting to get um, that movement of players I mean I don't think that I don't think they need to build super teams and I hope we don't get to the point to where you have guys like trout and Harper in like 10 or 15 years pulling guys to their team and creating you know the the Lakers and the Cavaliers and the and the the Spurs and the Warriors of the Major League Baseball I mean, maybe MLB needs that for a couple years, 
But what also needs to happen besides that is it needs to have we need to have the right media attention. I mean, you say that Mike Trout can't walk on a street in Minnesota. You're 100 percent right. I bet Mike Trout is from way southern New Jersey. I bet if Mike Trout walks down the boardwalk in Atlantic City, no one's going to know him. Right. And that's a sad, right? sad. Thing. Right. Exactly. More than sad. Exactly. And. I mean, so it's it's a really a two way street. I mean, baseball's got to make some changes, but the media on it also has to be a little bit different. And what drives the media is the market that it's serving. So that means it kind of goes back to your point earlier, Keith, about the fans versus the followers. We no longer have fans of sports. Really, don't. we have follow we have followers of sports. And what followers are, followers they give themselves some margin to become experts. Because fans are not experts. Fans are passion, and they're in the game with their heart. Hmm. Followers are in the game because of their brains, because they can go ahead and they can pick things apart. And I don't think we need that. No, I'm completely right with you. Jose Reyes just tweeted, Jodit Hombre, Jodit Hombre. You know what that means? At, at next guy up. You know what that means, Jodit Hombre? Screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. So... Screw you, Jose. Right back at you. Right back at you, Jose. But I'm with you guys on that. You know, I I think <laughs> I say it every week. Major League Baseball is dying. They need to do something. I want my kids to grow up loving this game like I did. I hope they do. And I, I don't think it's going to die out for their, you know, in, in their life. But I'm praying. And you always want to see, the, you know, your kids in your image. And we're, we're all fathers. I want my son to be able to take his son to a ball game. I'm not sure that's going to be a thing when that when that comes around. I'm really not. Am I overstating it? No, it's funny you say that, Keith, because this evening I was in my backyard. Uh, I was cleaning out the shed, and I came across a plastic bat. It wasn't a wiffle ball bat, so I'm, I'm not gonna. It wasn't a wiffle ball brand, but and there were also some wiffle balls that we mm-hmm. used to use for um, some hitting practice, mm-hmm. because I believe hitting a wiffle ball is actually, I think, really good for batting practice. Sure. And I try to get my kids to come out. Let me hit you some wiffle balls. You don't need a mitt. We can go catch it. Whatever. They're like, nah, I don't want to. I'm not into it. See that? <laughs> like, I mean, it so sucks. what I did was I had my two dogs out there. I was hitting <laughs> wiffle balls to my dogs. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I, I get you. I get you. Speaking, I mean, speaking of the Twitter news, did Noah Syndergaard just tweeted uh, a shoulder shrugging hands out emoji. With a Chris Helmsworth meme that it just says, "I have no idea what's going on underneath it." Oh, I see. <laughs> I kind of like Noah. I like. I like. I it. love Noah. Sinner. I do too. I, I really do hope too. the Mets don't trade him. I don't. I love him. He I is wanna... the greatest. It's but people like him are what's gonna like. That's how you grow baseball as right. an individual. We're talking about cheering for the person, right? Right. You're right. That's how in today's society. You get out there. It, I'm watching the likes and the retweets are just boop, thousand likes, two hundred thirty-three. Two thirty-three. I mean, it's just it's just rattling off two thirty-five. Just getting retweeted and loved, and because he's being funny. Yep. Like he literally just shoulder shrugged. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. And he's a professional pitcher in baseball. Let me you know. Let me get on record saying I don't want Noah Syndergaard off the Mets. I do like him as a person. I like him as a pitcher, but I also see the writing on the wall. I'm reading the tea leaves here, 
and they need they need more. They need more. Uh, you know, and if Noah Syndergaard can get him more, then Noah Syndergaard can get him more. Especially since they have Stroman now to back up that spot in the rotation. I'm always going to root for Noah unless he goes to three teams, and we all know who they are. He can't go to me to the, across town to the Yankees. He cannot go to the Phillies, and he cannot go to the Nationals. Other than that, if he goes to any other of the teams in the United States, I'll let him go to Atlanta. I'll let him go to Atlanta. I'll let him go to Atlanta. Yeah, because you know what? I I would. I'd let him go. No. I'd let him go to Atlanta. I'd let him go to Atlanta. No, because we were behind Atlanta for my entire childhood. I don't hate them, though. I should, but I don't. I don't hate Atlanta. I like the way they go about their business. I like the the rebuild that they did. They did it the right way. They did it the right way the first time, too. I like a, a team like that. I don't like the Phillies and the Yankees because they just they, they they take shortcuts to try to get their their teams and it bothers me. They they, they don't really grow their own talent. They go and get their own talent. Well, I know the Yankee fans. This time they grew your own talent, but you really didn't. If you want to if you want to PM me or DM me or whatever they say, we'll talk about it. But you really didn't grow your own talent. I like that. So, but Atlanta Braves always do that. So if he goes there, I have to you know I have to throw a line somewhere. So for me, the Phillies, the Nationals, because the Nationals are the team to beat. And uh, you know, I picked the Nationals in the beginning. I still, I t- my, my bold prediction is they're going to win this thing going away. Still feel that way, and I think they're a team to beat. So uh, those are the three teams I don't want to know where to go to. If he goes to the Twins, if he goes to the Astros, I would love him to go to the Astros. I'm all, I'm all about Noah, and I, and I think I'm going to root for him no matter where he goes. He's like the anti Matt Harvey. Yeah, if that makes. It sense. It looks like it looks like right now everybody has him going to San Diego. Um, I don't bring it up, that at all. getting Manuel Margot in that deal, which I, I'd be a fan of that, I guess. I, mean, I got to look up Margot. Can you, can you familiarize me with him a little bit? He's a true outfielder. Okay. He's a center fielder uh-huh. um, who actually plays center field, like is supposed to be in the outfield, which if you've listened to us over the last two or three <laughs> weeks, the one thing that I smash is the fact that our outfield is consists of Conforto and infielders that they were like, well, we really like his bat. So just stick him out. <laughs> he's, the, he's that kid. He's that, he's that kid. Just put him in left. Nobody hits him. Right? Our left fielder is just the guy that we hope nobody hits the ball to. Really well. Like, oh, he doesn't – I mean, he doesn't need to play outfield. Just put him in left. And then it's almost like having a DH. Um, so Manuel Margot is a – he's a true center fielder. It looks like this year he's hitting about 245, 15 stolen bases. So he's going to add a speed element. Um, I mean, again, it's just get a, getting a true center fielder out there would would be nice um that would also make uh what's his name expendable who's the guy that don't we were you, big on for a you, while i'm still big on don't you say nimmo he's been no, hurt. not nimmo not nimmo. Okay. No, no 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 lagaris one lagaris oh, i'm not big on him yeah no. i mean he's already expendable but if he wasn't before jesus he is now if right. we get margot right um you know you can have conforto and right and then you still have <laughs> whoever's don't playing you left. say don't you say it don't you say I'm, it don't you say no, Cespedes. Mean, Don't I you think... say Cespedes. No, no, no. Cespedes, <laughs> Cespedes is lucky if he's going to walk ever again. I'm done. Oh, no. I, I, I honestly, I, if he, I'd be amazed if he ever plays another game for the Mets. I would be. Shocked. I would too. I, yeah, I don't want him to. Is he still down? Like, what's going on with him? He broke his <laughs> other ankle, so he got his one ankle. Quote unquote. And then he was on his ranch and broke his other ankle. Quote so unquote. Quote unquote on his ranch, broke his ankle, and then. But I mean, I like Jeff McNeil. You can't get rid of his bat. Where do you put him in the field? He's got to play third, right? Yeah, you got to put him at third. Yep. Okay, I'm good with that. JD Davis or second, I think Cano. Oh, and that was the other thing. There was all this talk about trading Edwin Diaz. 
So help me God, I will fly off the handle. I will too. I, I will let you we go because on, you're better at it. But we yeah. took on effing Robinson Cano <laughs> and his shitty salary <laughs> and all that money to get Edwin Diaz. And gave up the two best prospects in, 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 in the organization to do so. But you got to give a guy longer than a half a season. You got to. And then you can't, you can't give him up and then keep Cano. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you won't have a choice. Someone's taking Cano. Well, no, they better take Cano. You got to take him. I will fly off the handle. Do you think that they'd ever package Cano and Syndergaard out to somebody for a handful of prospects and a couple younger hitters? I would love. And you know what? I think Cano, if you throw, I think there would be contenders that would want Cano's bat. Because Cano would be like the Air Jordans of like that trade. It'd be like, oh, that guy's got some really cool (laughs) shoes on. It's like, if you pack it, if you like take Noah Syndergaard and maybe like another like prospect, a young prospect, and then you wrap it in a bow made of Robinson Cano. That's going to look attractive to some more. You know what it's like, Tom? It's it's like when the Mets got Chris Benson and it came with his wife, Anna Benson. So we got Chris Benson. We're like, yeah, he's pretty good, (laughs) but that wife's pretty hot and she's going to do some weird things. So that's what that's what I mean. But the Cano thing is what you would have to do, I think, if you really want to get rid of the Cano's contract, you would take less back to get rid of it. So I I wouldn't do that. Cano's eating up. You give cash. Or no, maybe they don't have any because we don't have cash. Will Ponds, Will Ponds don't do that. Will Ponds, they're like, they B- don't do B- that. BVDM is in there rolling quarters. He's pulling quarters out from underneath the couch of the clubhouse, trying to like. Can you imagine Edward Diaz? Is Edward Diaz gets traded and he gets on the plane? He looks up and Cano gets on the plane too. He's thinking to himself, "Why am I linked to this fucking guy? Why am I linked to this guy? Get away from me!" If you're gonna, if you're gonna trade Diaz. You gotta somehow find a way to package Cano with that deal, because Cano is about useless right now. And I don't care if he's hitting again, because um, he's been a little hotter since coming he's back. He's been a lot hotter. He's been a lot hotter. But I think Cano makes those Mets fans that really like that are closet Yankee fans, but will never admit it. He makes them feel a little bit happy. <laughs> he gives him a little warm. He pulls what Curtis Grandison did. He gives him a little familiar face. Right. Gives him a little exactly. familiar face out there. So I get that. <laughs> Tom, thanks will, for joining I, us tonight, man. I will fly off the handle. I know you will, Mike, and I'll let Stand you go. I will let you go. Left. Yeah. And you, you know what you got to do, Mike? You got you got to just tape it and we'll put it right up, right up, right away. Oh, it, it may be a Facebook Live. Do a Facebook me. Live. You do a Facebook Live. I'll pull it and put it in the podcast, too, and put, and put that out right away. The last time I did it was when the Jets traded. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Terry Bridgewater. When the, Bridgewater. When the Jets great. got rid of Teddy Bridgewater preseason. <laughs> Preseason. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Jets? Yeah. Awesome. Oh my hey, God. who's the who's the New York Giants that got the guy got uh, for Golden Tate. Tate? Now this isn't oh, fair. Right. This Tate. isn't fair. This isn't Golden, fair. Golden Tate. The Golden, Golden, Golden Tate would get pinged for. I, <laughs> I, I think this was innocent. I really do. And he went to the, he went to the brass before he got before he got before he even got caught. So I think he just got caught up in something here. I I feel bad for Golden Tate. I do. I do. I, I think this is Golden Tate. Like that just. <laughs> I love name. that. I love that it was all the tweets were Golden Tate suspended for four games. I have no idea who the Giants are going to throw the ball to. <laughs> He's like their only wide receiver left. <laughs> He's first. I, Saquon Barkley is going to be broken by the time Golden Tate gets back. To you the fa- you fantasy you fantasy owners you fantasy guys you get Saquon Barkley. I know he's a I know he's a, you get him. He's gonna have a lot of chances. He's, he's gonna have he's gonna have four games with eighty touches. He's gonna touch the ball <laughs> yeah. more than Eli. I don't know how it's gonna happen. He's gonna have more touches than Eli. Do you know what Gettleman said? Direct snaps to him. 
He's going to have to touch the ball every <laughs> single play. Gettleman said during the week, and he said this on the air. He said, yeah, we invited a bunch of veterans to camp. LSU shows up. <laughs> what? Yeah. what are, you having a, are you running a team like I used to run my baseball team, just call a bunch of friends and see who shows up? Yeah. That, yeah. You, hey, guys, you... we're, playing, we're playing this week. <laughs> We're we're, we're gonna we're gonna give it a try. We're gonna have a lot so, to talk about during football season. I mean, I'm looking at about. the I'm looking at the Giants roster as it is today. Shepard, I don't Sterling all five foot ten of Sterling Shepard, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. You have two Shepherds. Maybe the other one's good. I don't know. You have a Russell Shepard too. Uh, who I don't know who else you got. I literally have no idea who any. Well, of these luckily are. it's July twenty eighth. And not not September third or whatever the season. Do you starts. understand preseason games start in? Yeah, but that's the, guys the get Jets cut. Play the Giants in a week. Guys get cut and you pick them up. The Jets play the Giants in let's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven days. Guys get cut and you pick them up. You know, it's eleven. We're this, eleven days. This would hurt more. Football. This would hurt more if it was at the end of camp, not the beginning of camp. They got time. They got time. But we'll get into all that in, in a little. Tom, once again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for barging in. You're always welcome at this table. I loved it. I, I love that you took us to task, even though I disagree with you. But I, 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 I love that you took us to task. No, I just had to have my opinion heard. You guys know me. I got to, every once in a while, got to throw my thing in there and jump into the political <laughs> arena a little bit. Got to give my opinion. <laughs> all right, Mike, keep that, keep that eye on that trade. If I see Diaz... Uh, trade it from the Mets. I'm going to give it a little time and then I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from my phone because I'm really going to want to have energy for it. And then I'm going to go to my phone and I'm going to watch one of the most epic cousin Mike Rants of all time. And I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait for it. I hope we don't get the chance, but if we do get the chance, that's the silver lining of all this. There's going to be an epic cousin Mike Rant. Yeah. Epic. Epic. All right, guys. Uh, Mike, I won't be around next week. I won't on vacation. So uh, hopefully we'll take oh, a week okay. off. All right. Is that all right with you guys? I'm going to take yeah. a week off, and then we come back. Tom, always always a pleasure, and you always have a spot at this table. You want to jump on again, just let us know. And Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. That goes out to anybody out there listening. If you want your voice heard, let us know, and we will find a way to let that happen. So uh, any further, anything further from you fellas? Nope. Just thanks for having me, boys. Always a pleasure. Michael, anything further from you? I'm good. All uh-huh. right. That's it. Who's next? Thanks for joining us.
Please don't leave 